0: Week 4 is here, and week 3, a lot of you had a good day because of my rankings, and a lot of you might have had a bad day, a very bad day, or a horrible day. I messed up a few times, I did good a few times, comes with the job, alright, get used to it. But, for those of you who were here last week, I shouted out a dinosaur last time because Nick got me a dinosaur, I don't know why, but he got me a new one. I don't know if you guys could see that, I might be able to see it a little bit better with my hand being in the background. You guys might be able to see it a little bit better if I put my hand behind it. I know it's a kid's toy. Nick got it for me. I don't know. I'll just show appreciation week in and week out. For those of you who are new to the channel, make sure to like, make sure to sub. If you're new, you're probably also scared. Like, what happened to fantasy football? There's this kid talking to me in an X-Men jacket and about a dinosaur. Let's get into football. So let's do it. Let's cook. Week 4 rankings. Here they are. (laughs) getting to our running backs right away so one of the things I messed up on last week was Josh Jacobs I thought he'd have a killer week against the Steelers he didn't he's been mid all season so what am I gonna do am I gonna finally give up on him nope I have him two spots higher than the consensus rankings because I'm not backing down I usually don't talk about my top five guys because I usually feel like I don't need to hold your hand through it but Josh Jacobs I understand there's gonna be some pushback on him so my thought process to have him as a top five top Four back to be exact. The L.A. Chargers. The matchup. The Raiders and Chargers the past few years have been in a brawl, and right now the Chargers are allowing on average twenty point three fantasy points a game to running backs. And Josh Jacobs in his last three games versus the Chargers has averaged a good amount—not seventy, not eighty—over a hundred yards a game, hundred and eleven to be exact in the past three times he's played L.A. That's a pretty good mark. I'm gonna trust him. I'm gonna trust the process, and I'm gonna trust the Chargers defense to let him cook because they can't stop. Anyone moving on. One of the guys I really need to address right away is James Connor. I have him very high up. And in fact, I have him 10 spots higher than the consensus rankings. And my reason being is because he's the RB8 on the season. As much as I think the Cardinals are dog shit, as much as I think every team they play is going to pumble them. James Connor is the RB8 on the season. All right. That that deserves respect there's so only so much of which i could discredit a guy when he continues to put up numbers and be a top 10 play you know and he's got a tough matchup against the niners this week but if you look at just the niners as far as how they do in fantasy points for running backs they are below average they're in the bottom 16 in the league they're not in the top 16 now if you wanted to take it out of of fantasy football this is a stud defense but we're not here for x's and o's we're here from w's and l's and fantasy football and james cotton this week deserves a top 12 spot after that i I will also admit, I've been messing up on DeAndre Swift. The dude's been cooking for over 100 yards on the ground two games in a row. Do I think that's sustainable? No. Am I still concerned of his long-term output because of the tush push? Every goal line carry's going to go to Hurts and not a running back? Yes. The dude has clearly in the right spot to where he is efficient enough to deserve RB2 respect. A lot me admitting defeat, waving the white flag. He's RB2. He's worthy of being in the lineup this week. Right behind him, Alvin Kamara. I almost put Kamara over Swift, and I'm like, alright, all right, let's pump the brakes, Jamison. It might be a little too early to give a guy top 15 respect heading into the week. We drafted Alvin Kamara for a reason he's a beast especially if we're uh, this is for half ppr rankings but if you're in a ppr league this is why you draft him. that's when he is a top 15 back already and jamal williams is out yes you know alvin kamara might need some time to come in might might have a little bit of rust and i'm not as big of a fan of, of him as i would be if Derek carr was playing i think that would help his receiving game but you still drafted him in the early sixth seventh eighth round maybe you reached on him here and there for this reason to play him as an rb2 or better so that's where I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Zach Moss. I've been disrespecting him. I've been putting him outside the top 24 running backs. I've been putting him in like, he, yeah, you could throw him in your flex. I probably wouldn't. And I've been wrong. The dude's been killing it. And I, and I don't love his matchup versus the Rams. I, I feel like he's been overperforming a little bit. But with Anthony Richardson being back on the scene, I'm really excited to see this rushing offense 100% together. You know, there's no JT in the building still. But AR hasn't played a full game with Zach Moss. And Moss hasn't played a full game with AR. And these two have... Been Killing it solo dolo against a Rams team that is clearly beatable. You know, even though they started hot, they are one and two. Maybe the Colts can run up some points on them, or at least can Zach Moss get in the end zone and keep your fantasy team afloat. After that, Damian Pierce. This is a guy I have been high on, and he finally delivered last week. We got a little help from him getting in the end zone. I'll admit that there, and somehow the Texans popping on the scene and beating the shit out of the Jaguars. I don't know if any of us saw that, but he did it. He was a part of it. Might have been a little bit helpful to uh, Tank Dell but Damon Pierce it got his as well. And now he goes to face the Steelers, who's given up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs this season. So let the kid do his thing. I'm still keeping him in the top 20, given the matchup and given what he did last week, clearly he is finally capable of getting in the end zone. And this Texans offense, I know their O-line is brutal and that's kind of the most crucial piece for an offense sometimes, especially the ground game. But clearly they are capable of moving the ball without it and able to scrape by without a great O-line. And like I said, given the matchup fourth most fantasy points, I- I'm going to take that all day. I- I'm definitely starting. Him as an RB 2 One guy I do want to talk about, even though this is right where the experts have him, Javante Williams. This is a guy I would even recommend buying low on. You know, this isn't a buy low video. This is a rankings video, but I like Javante a lot. He's gotten more and more touches every single week, and I think he could have had a good day versus the Dolphins if that didn't just turn into a disaster class, but now he gets to face the Chicago Bears, who couldn't be more down bad right now, and the Bears give up the second most fantasy points to running backs to let Javante do his thing. Next up, Devon A-Chain. Look, you guys either drafted him and stashed him for this day or you spend everything you could on waiver wire to go out and get him. And I don't think you spent all that to not give him a shot after his 50-point week. Now, if you're expecting to even put up 30-point game, you're going to be a little too rich in optimism. I think this is still Raheem Mostert's job for the time being. But clearly, this backfield is fully capable of supporting two well-rounded fantasy backs i'm still a little hesitant clearly he's not in my top 24 but when a dude puts up rb1 week and not even just like oh he had a good day it's like no he uh had the best day possibly we'll see all season for running backs i'm not fading them by any means two guys i'm low on that are big names Najee harris and Brees hall these guys look they're in the top 30 so if you're desperate if you're thin obviously you're still starting them or you're still giving them a shot but i'm just not liking what i'm seeing like Najee. You could convince yourself in the matchup. It's Houston. He's still a big back. He'll probably get the goal line carry, but he just doesn't look good. This is one of those times where you do step away from fantasy and you just watch him and you're like, this is not a good running back. And that is really hard for me to get behind. I don't even like he just has done nothing to convince us he was worth that third, fourth, whatever round value of which you got him in, whether you are even lucky and he slipped to a late four or you're stupid and you convince yourself he's going to be worth an early three. It's unfortunate. But I, I just, until I see otherwise, as I see Jalen Warren looking better and better than Najee, I I, I can't be sold on him. I'm, I'm not starting him if I have him, unless I'm really, really desperate. Brees Hall, same thing. He's not done anything we've wanted since week one. You'll see in my wide receivers, I'm not high on the Jets offense now with Zach Wilson. Outside of week one in his big, I don't even call it a fluke, his good game of over 100 scrimmage yards well over he's done literally nothing and I mean nothing and now he goes to play the Kansas City Chiefs who have a crazy underrated defense right now so crazy that they allow the fourth least fantasy points to running backs Chiefs are going to run up the score. The Jets are going to have to abandon the run game within four minutes. Zach Wilson's just going to be getting pressured, sacked, and throwing for his life, I meaning he's putting up yards, but he's just going to be dropping back for his life. And unfortunately, Brees Hall's not going to get his. Enough running back talk. On to the wide receivers. What do we got cooking? Wide receivers. The first one I want to talk about is Spotlight Man of the Year, Puka Nakua. I have Puka a little high compared to the experts. They have him just outside the top 10. I think he deserves to be in there. And the reason is, even after his cold game, I think I like him even more because that's the point. Puka Naku is coming off of a five reception 72 yard game and we're calling that cold like once a wide receiver hits that status where he has five receptions and 70 yards and we're like oh that's a bad day you've officially hit that upper echelon and until Cooper Cup comes back Puka's in that upper echelon and not taking him out of there like the Rams underperformed last week and he was still an okay option like he, he didn't do what you wanted in the first two weeks because those are expectations were through the roof it's not like he put up an absolute dud either like after that jalen waddle the elephant in the room he on my list is about six spots higher than the consensus rankings. And I understand you have not seen much out of Waddle to to be satisfied with your second round draft capital that you probably spent on him. But I promise you the talent and execution is there. Jalen Waddle is averaging over 20 yards per reception. That is the second most in the league amongst qualified wide receivers. That's more than Tyree Kill's own teammate. The volume just isn't there. In game three, he missed. You're telling me he wouldn't have been part of that 70 point game. And I can if and but should have, could have, would have all day that's that's the type of offense he's in they could put up 70 points without him the days where he's on he is going to pay dividends and be worth your draft capital trust me Do not lose faith just, just yet. And I do think the volume will get there. Jalen Waddle averaged almost seven targets per game last year. That was with Tyreek Hill. That was with Mike McDaniels. This year, he's only averaging four per each game. That's too big of a drop-off to be sustainable. Positive regression will occur. Waddle will be just fine. Do not panic. But the one guy I do want to talk about is CeeDee Lamb. I I know I'm talking about a lot of the top Gs. Let's make this clear. These top Gs, CeeDee Lamb, Waddle, you're going to start them no matter what. Whether I talk bad about them, good about them, they're wide receiver ones no matter what. I'm just being a little nitpicky as far as they might be slightly overrated, underrated. I'm trying to throw a little bit of value in there for you to understand how good I think these guys are the rest of the way rather than just week four. These are week four rankings. I'm just spinning a little bit, spinning a little game out there so you know what you got yourself into the rest of the season. CeeDee Lamb might be a fraud. Again, he's a wide receiver one. I just addressed that. But he has had one finish inside the top 10 this year. And to be exact, it was number 10, all right? Every single week, I see fantasy football experts rank him as a top eight, top seven, top six, top five star. And I get it. He's CeeDee Lamb. He is in that upper echelon of the league. But we haven't really seen it this year so far. So I'm just going to pump the brakes a little bit. I'm not going to just give him his golden crown because he's CeeDee Lamb and he's part of the Cowboys. Mike Evans this week has taken a big drop off and it's be- mainly because the Saints. He is not the best against the Saints. He's played the Saints 17 times in his career. It's a division rivalry. He's played them a lot. He's gone over 80 yards only three times. And I know Mike Evans is never the guy to just pop off for like, oh, Mike Evans had 104 today. That's about normal. No, he gets 100. That's like an amazing day for Mike Evans. But still 80s like achievable. He's a deep threat guy. But on top of the yards in those 17 games and only five of them, he scored like this is a tough matchup. The Saints play him tough. Him, and Marshawn Lattimore got beef they're always chirping at each other and a lot does a good job of containing them still a start still a wide receiver too easily but do not expect this you know top five production that he's been putting up so far through the first few weeks where he's scoring every single freaking game another guy though that i am high on right below mikey evans is Zay flowers zay's like almost the opposite of Jalen waddle he's getting all the volume in the world the efficiency just isn't there yet He's not getting 20 yards per reception, but he is that type of special player and he's getting the workload to be the wide receiver one on this team. He's got two games with 10 targets. They're giving him the work. And I think Cleveland is a tough matchup, but that's why I'm not putting him in the top 15. I think he's a top 25 wide receiver, top 24. He's a wide receiver two that I'm absolutely starting and I really like this week. Almost last but almost not least is the Houston Texans. Both these boys deserve to be in your starting lineup. They've proved it kind of like I talked about Pierce earlier. This Texans offense is low-key underrated. They can move the ball. They're doing their thing. They're both top 15 on the season. CJ Stroud is low-key nice with it. And the Steelers allow the fifth most fantasy points to wideouts this season. That's a a lot of good numbers, equations, calculating that equal start for me. But finally, I, I continue to be low on the Jets' weapons. I have Garrett Wilson 10 spots below the expert's and I just can't come up from that. Chris Jones is going to eat Zach Wilson alive. And Garrett Wilson right now, I feel like his numbers are slightly inflated because of the two touchdowns he scored in the first two weeks. That's not really sustainable with this offense. Just expect him to score. Week one, he had one of the craziest catches I've ever seen. And week two, he got through on a broken play. And I get things happen with a special player. He gets through on broken plays. He makes big plays. He makes big catches. But against the Kansas City Chiefs, who have allowed the fifth least amount of fantasy points to wide receivers. He's going to run up the score on the Jets' ass. I I would seriously consider benching Garrett Wilson this week, depending on your situation. You see, I have him outside the top 30, barely making this list. I get if you're in a situation where you need to start him, go for it. That's why he's still respected and at least on the list, but you got a team you're competent with. Don't just throw Garrett Wilson in there because his name's Garrett Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all she wrote. Let me know what you want to see next time. As always in a course, again shout out to the dinosaur that nick got me this is dexter the dinosaur the green one you saw last episode was doug the dinosaur if anything changes in my rankings between now and game time you could go to bdge.co and find the updated rankings down to every last minute second moment right there right now ladies and gentlemen as always in course thank you and good night